As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Moment of Cluth podcast. This week's guest is Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, Miles Boykin. He's a Chicagoland area native. He's coming up on his second year in the league and eager to contribute. In this episode, we talk about the NFL's COVID protocol, how he feels about his second season as a pro, and what to look forward to from the Ravens this season. Hey, Miles, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It's always so great to talk to somebody from the Chicagoland area. You're from Tinley Park, right? Yeah, I'm from Tinley Park, born and raised. Right, so first question then, what's your favorite place to get pizza in Chicago? Uh, Giordano's. Well, it depends. Deep dish is Giordano's, but like regular pizza, I don't know. I like a lot of places. I like Aurelio's, Fox's, Baracco's. I like a lot of places. I always say this because the first question I feel like as a Chicagoan you get asked is what's your favorite deep dish pizza, but do you eat deep dish? I don't eat deep dish on the regular when I live here. I, I get it like once every time I come back just because, you know, I haven't had it for like a year, but like I get it once, but it's not, I don't get it all the time. No. Yeah. I think that's a misconception about Chicagoans. People think <laughs> we're just like always eating deep dish. <laughs> we're not. Yeah, no. um, I wanted to take note of something funny I saw on your Twitter last week. You tweeted that your mom found out that you put your Xbox Live account on her credit card and she's been paying for it since you were in sixth grade. What was her reaction? Well, like it was kind of funny because so I, I came I was at home for like the past month and I hadn't been playing Xbox and I went to go play and like she was in the living room with me when I was gonna get ready to play. And like it popped up on there and it said like you need a new like payment or something like that because this like card isn't valid anymore and like you know how it shows like the last four digits of like the credit card like and stuff <laughs> like that happened so she saw that and she's like looking at it like that's my credit card i was like my you're right like i've been using this since like sixth <laughs> grade so um she wasn't too like i mean she couldn't believe that i actually did that because i had forgot about it because I mean, obviously i would have paid for it if i would have remembered but um, she's just like, you know what, just let me keep paying for it because there's no point in, you know, you paying for it now, but let me do something for you. So, uh, that's mom. Yeah. Mom, mom is great. That's so nice. We don't deserve them. These mothers. They're just, like, <laughs> no. what are you giving her in return though? That's my question. Man. What, I mean, whatever she wants, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's spoiled now. She gets whatever she wants. Oh, that must feel so great for you. 
Um, so you're heading into year two of your career with the Baltimore Ravens, which in my opinion is the scariest team in the league this year. What's the mood right now going into camp? How is the team feeling about the season? How are you feeling? Uh, just anxious, anxious, man. We've been away from football for so long. Um, just deciding to get back out there on the field. You know, we're, the vets are starting to go through meetings now, so we're going to talk football, and, you know, next week we'll be on the field just working through some stuff. But uh, it's, it's a ramp-up process, but it's exciting for sure. But everybody's just anxious because we haven't been on the field for so long. What would you like to see change in terms of your own personal growth from year one to year two? Uh, just being a bigger part of the team, uh, making more plays for the team, and obviously going out there and winning a Super Bowl. I think, you know, that's my biggest goal first and foremost, but I know I have to play well in order for us to do that. I'm scared. I'm watching you guys because I, I really think that this is the year that you guys are going to win that Super Bowl. Um, as we are recording this podcast, training camp is getting underway. Football is not going to be in the bubble. What are your thoughts about the COVID protocol the NFL and NFLPA is following? Uh, I haven't seen the whole NFL with the whole, like, you know, it differs from team to team. But, you know, I think the Ravens are doing an outstanding process. You know, obviously we're getting tested every day. Um, and so the first couple of days, we're not even allowed in the facility. So like, I'll drive up there in the morning to get tested, then drive back, uh, to my house. But I, honestly, it's, it's a lot of, you know, responsibility on the players itself. Cause you know, obviously we're not in a bubble, so we have to be smart with what we do and where we go. And I think that's a huge part of it. You know, I think we have a great team. I think we have great players around us that understand what's at stake. So, uh, we're going to be as safe as possible and, you know, we're going to be ready for the season when it comes. Do you think it is possible to get this season started on time? Uh, right now, I think it is. I mean, it's a lot harder, obviously, for the reasons you just listed. But like I said, I just, it, it, a lot of responsibility falls on us now because we got to be careful with everything we do since we're not in a bubble. And, you know, honestly, football is one of those sports that you really couldn't put in a bubble, even if you tried to. It's just too many people and, uh, you know, too many players. So at, at the same time, like, I understand why we're not in a bubble. I mean, it sucks at some points. But, um, no, like I said, we just, the responsibility is on us and we got to be as safe as we can so that we can play football. Imagine if the whole country went into a bubble where we would be right now. <laughs> no one would be having these conversations, but here we are. Um, right. <laughs> as a young player, I think one of the you know best parts about coming into the league is the benefits that come along with it, being able to go out on the town, getting to meet new people. How does that affect you mentally? You know, This is only your second year and you can't do what you would typically be doing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the best parts about Baltimore is, is their love for this team. So being able to mingle with fans and meet people out places, even if I'm in the grocery store and somebody just says hi and I have like a five minute conversation with them, you know, those are things that I kind of look forward to. Um, but now I kind of realize that, you know, it's not necessarily the safest thing, but at the same time, I realize that, you know, those are the precautions we got to take in order to have a season for the fans to watch in order for us to play. So we get to play the game that we love and fans get to watch what they love. So, I mean, it's tough for sure, but, you know, at the same time, uh, I'm extremely grateful to be in the position that I'm in. You know, this this pandemic has hit people a lot harder than it's hit me. So, you know, I'm just extremely grateful. Are you having your groceries delivered or what is the team doing anything to help with, um, you know, helping people get food and accommodations? I mean, we get meals at the facility, but we haven't started that yet. But normally I meal prep, so I just get my meals delivered here. So um, I'm usually good. I don't have to go out in public unless I, unless I really want to. Got it. Well, yeah, I guess groceries, I got to go. I got to go. I'm probably going to have to go sooner or I'll just take something from the facility. We'll see. Yeah, you could do Instacart or have it delivered. I feel like 
I know that a couple of grocery store chains, Whole Foods says it on Amazon. I was just wondering if they put a mandate in, in place for that. Um, something you said is that, you know, being a part of the city of Baltimore is really the fan base. Do you feel that the fan base in Baltimore or the fan base at Notre Dame was stronger? Mm. Oh, that's such an unfair question. Cause I, I feel like I gotta say Notre Dame just because like people from all over the country who never even like went into Notre Dame or have any ties to Notre Dame love Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Baltimore is, is that, you know, this football team is so unique and so special to this city that everybody loves it here. And it's crazy. But they have a reason to love it because they're from here. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's tough. I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't answer that because they're just, they're on two different levels. I mean, it's not, it's not fair to compare. My dad's a Notre Dame fan. He did not go there. He just really loved the movie, Rudy. And my next door <laughs> neighbors, my neighbors went to Notre Dame and they will not let me forget it. So um, I will say that you are right. Notre Dame fans are everywhere and they love that school. Um, how special was that being able to play in South Bend when you're from Tinley Park? It's awesome. You know, at first I never liked Notre Dame just because it was so close to home and everybody in Chicago liked them. So I was like, I don't even go here. I just want to do something different. But I uh, took my first visit there. I fell in love with it. And, you know, that was cool when I go back. That It's kind of crazy. Like, even when I'm back, like, people are like, oh, you played at Notre Dame, right? Like, now you play for the Ravens. So that's just kind of crazy. But, um, no, it's awesome. You know, I, I love Notre Dame. And, you know, I love its fan base, too. That's awesome. You should be really proud of yourself that you've gotten to where you are right now. Was there ever a time in your personal or professional life where you felt like you weren't being authentic to who you are, either on or off the field? And what did you learn from it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was actually at Notre Dame. You know, I can't even remember the class, but uh, it had to be like my sophomore, junior year. And I was in a class that I was taking. I had no interest in it whatsoever. I just wanted to take it to get a good grade and just move on. And uh, I think like somewhere like halfway through the semester, I was just thinking to myself, like, why am I taking this class? Like, I have no interest. That's not who, that's not who I was as a person. I always challenge myself. And no matter how challenging something is, like, that's why I went to Notre Dame in the first place to be challenged. Um, But I was just sitting in the class, like, why am I doing this? Like, this has nothing to do with my major. It has nothing to do with what I want to do in my life. Um, There's no reason why I should be in this class, just taking it just because it's easy. You know, I should make the most out of my experiences. And, you know, from that day forward, I kind of, you know, the classes that I took kind of aligned with who I was as a person and what I wanted to do and what I was interested in. What was Rather than just how easy was it. I couldn't remember what the class was. That's, see, that's, that's, see, that's how much I could not care about it. It's just an easy credit. What did you major in? Marketing. Awesome. So is that what you would be doing if you weren't killing it with the Ravens? Yeah, I'd probably be doing product marketing or something. Fun. Um, there's always time after football to start your own marketing. <laughs> there <Yeah>. is. <laughs> Um, okay, so at the end of this podcast, I like to play a game called Two Truths and a Lie, where you tell me two truths about yourself and one lie, and I have to guess what the lie is. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with what you, the first question you asked me about pizza. Okay. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think my favorite food is? I'll say pizza first, chicken tenders, or let's see, what do I want to go last? I guess obviously, you know, the last one isn't my favorite meal. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'll just say pasta. I'll just say pasta. So the lie is that pasta is not your favorite meal? No. Well, I'm saying that's, oh, I got to give two truths and a lie? Yeah. So like, oh, gosh. Okay. Two truths about Uh, me would be like, I was a figure skater. I am a journalist and I have a 
a black dog. I don't see a dog running around. So is that the lie? She's red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was right. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Blue is my favorite color. I love playing Xbox. And and I used to swim. Okay, well, we know you love playing Xbox because it's on your mama's account. Um, <laughs> I think you used to swim is the lie. Yeah, that's the lie. There you go. Woohoo! <laughs> got it. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to see what you do this season. I think you're going to have a breakout year, and I'm, at, I'm scared for what the Ravens are going to do because I'm a Saints fan, so... I would love to say I think the Saints are going to be going all the way, but I see you guys doing it, and I hope that you guys have a safe camp and safe start to the season. Yeah, thank you so much. Stay safe, and thank you for having me on. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Moment of Cluth podcast, now available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Meng Cluth. If you enjoyed this episode, please download it and share with others. Subscribe to be notified when new episodes air, visit MeganCluth.com to get in touch, head over to my YouTube page to watch my latest interviews, and stay tuned for more great conversations. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.